It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, November the 4th, and we are back in beautiful Austin, Texas in our downtown studio. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to make the show run. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined once again in the studio by Jonathan Trellin of Austin Yoga Tree. And this time, Jonathan's going to talk about his newly launched course, the Self-Love Revolution. So I'm really excited to talk to Jonathan about that. Um, Jonathan was a guest previously on this program, and I quoted him in my book. So I'm excited to have him back and to hear about his new course. And then later in the program, musician Gail Beth will join us from Houston to discuss her dream of playing music and how she followed it and we'll be playing some of her original music. And along the way, I will discuss staying in balance in an off-kilter time. We're all feeling a little off-kilter these days, and I want to talk about staying in balance with a sneak peek into my book, The Passionate Life, because I talk a little bit about that in there as well. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with any website link that we talk about on the program will be posted later tonight um, or early tomorrow morning. And you can hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs, watch videos. By the way, we are videotaping this interview, so... Um, if you want to watch the videos of all of the interviews we've done here in the studio, find out about my book, find out about my course, all of that, one-stop shop, go to drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can also hear all of the podcasts from the time that we started on Blog Talk Radio, which was almost five years ago, by going to blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. 
And if you follow me on Facebook at Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, you will get up-to-the-minute news. You'll find out who's coming up the following week in the next radio program. And any time a blog is published, it is posted there on my Facebook page. So, again, that's Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years on Facebook. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist practicing here in Austin, Texas, and the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers. And for the past few years, have also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. Information about this really great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a do you have a question or a comment or something that you think that I should know about? Feel free to send an email to Dr. Mara at drmaracarpel.com or go through my website or give me a call at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com, and his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, so we're going to play a brief, we're going to take a brief break to play a few of our sponsors' commercials, Um, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, Jonathan Trillin will be right here in the studio to talk about his new course, The Self-Love Revolution. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. 
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. I'm here, this is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years, and I'm here in the Austin studio with Jonathan Troen, once Hello. again, from Austin Yoga Tree. Thank you. Welcome back, Jonathan. So excited to be here. Thank you. I'm so you. happy to have you back. Yeah. And I'm excited about your new program. Yes. So maybe you can talk about that. We were going to talk about yoga, but I think that the timing is perfect to talk about the Self-love revolution. And, and it's not really a course or a program, although there is a course, there, there is a master class, but I'm, I'm hoping it's a movement that, that we begin to live in a different way. We begin to change from what most of us do, which is beat ourselves up all day long, mm-hmm. to a different kind of life where we're, when we're actually kind to ourselves, at least some of the day. And as we practice more of the day, I'm not saying every moment of every day, I still beat myself up all the time, uh-huh. but I have that other part of me that is now kind to myself. Uh, so it's just a new way of living. And yes, there's a course to go along with it. There's a free intro masterclass. There's a deeper course if you want to go deeper into it, although all the tools are there. If you mm-hmm. just watch that free thing, half hour long, it gives you everything you need to start, to start living a different kind of life. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this because, you know, I wrote the book, The Passionate Life, and I don't think that you can really live a passionate life unless you love yourself. It's very difficult. Yeah. It's, it, ha- it has to be a component of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly, uh, and, and, um, you know, I have this section with frequently asked questions is, you know, and one of the things that people often ask, well, isn't this selfish? I'm only thinking mm-hmm. about me. But the truth is, it's really the opposite. Because when you're kind to yourself, it is so much easier to be kind to other people. Because, you know, most of our lives are transactional. We do something and then we expect because we did something, we should receive something in right. return. And when you're kind to yourself, when you practice self-love, you end up filling yourself up from within. You don't need anything to come to you in return. So it's just so much easier to give. And, of course, the bizarre side effect of it is you end up getting everything in return. You have more than you ever want in your life. It's all there. It's amazing. That's only a side effect, to be clear. But you have everything you ever wanted. Right. Right. And I talk a lot about how you really can't, if you, if you give and you're generous, you get a lot of benefit, like you said, amazing benefits, but you will not get them if you expect something in return. Right. But if you don't love yourself, then you're always wanting something in return in order to fill yourself up because you feel empty. Yeah. It's like we're on this treadmill running and running to, to feel something, to get something from someone else. And, and then, and we might even get it for a moment. 
but then it usually fades away at some point if it's from an outside source. Right. And we keep running and running and running. Temporary. And that's why, you know, you ask someone, well, what'd you do today? And they go, I don't know, but I'm so exhausted. Uh-huh. Right? People say this all the time. Right. And yeah, it, it is because it's exhausting when you when you're running trying to seek something nonstop. So we were talking before the show about, you know, since you were coming, I wore my namaste scarf. I love it. I love that. Namaste scarf. And the whole namaste, what does that mean? Because it really applies, even though you're not talking about yoga, but namaste from yoga really applies to self-love. Yeah, well, a lot of people have heard that phrase now because yoga is taking, you know, a bigger part in in our society. Um, And there are various definitions, to be clear. It's a Sanskrit word. But one of the common ones is the divine in me honors the divine in you. And I find it so interesting, the order of that translation, because the divine in me comes first. Mm -hmm. So it means in order to honor someone else, you have to recognize that there is a divine in you. So often we seek to honor other people, people who have done good things in the world or, or people we look up to or religious leaders, and we're, we're seeking to honor them while at the same time we often put ourselves down. Well, I'm not good enough, and there's something wrong with me, and I'll never get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And what namaste does is you can't do it that way. You have to recognize that there is a divine in you and have that part of you honor the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's what your course is about, recognizing the divine Recognizing the divine in you. Yes. Right. You have, so this, this is a course on learning how to recognize it. Um, there, you know, there are four pillars. The, the course is, goes into other details because there, there are foundations that help with this. But, but there are four pillars. Uh, and the first is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I kind of talk about it as a GPS of life. Uh, if you put an address into your GPS, but your GPS doesn't know where you are, like let's say you have no cell signal and no satellite signal, you don't know where to go, right? Uh-huh. They, they said, it said searching, searching, searching. Have you ever been in this situation before? Oh, yeah. I have. <laughs> and it is a nightmare. And you start driving around in circles waiting for the reception to pick up. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of us do with our lives because we don't, want to be where we are. We don't recognize where we are. We only know we want to go there. Right. So step one is here we are. I might not like it here, but this is where I am. Let's accept where we are. Let's put that into the originating point of the GPS Mm -hmm. and take a breath. That's a really important message because I think people feel that I don't want to accept where I am because if I accept where I am I'm not going to want to change and I don't like where I am and I want to change it yeah it's such a misunderstanding of of acceptance and even this understanding of mindfulness you know people think mindfulness is you know is only here and now but you can plan for the future you just do it from a different way from a, a place of of I'm okay versus a place of everything is horrible. Because if you plan your future from a place of everything is horrible, when you get there, guess what? Everything will be horrible. It's going to be horrible. Because mm-hmm. it's interesting. You know, so I, I, I've, been, I've been coaching people for, I don't know, I guess it's about a, a decade now. And when I started, 
it was always create the change. That, that's what I learned. That's what I was trained with. And everyone would create great change and there'd be this momentum. But what I kept finding, and I found it with myself too, is there'd be, there'd be a great change. There'd be some great action, a great change. And then six months or a year later, I'd wind up back where I was. Mm-hmm. And even clients I'd work with, you know, they, they, they'd progress on some level, but emotionally underneath everything, they wound up back where they were. And I started going, something's wrong with this methodology. Something's wrong with this system. We're getting what we want, but it's not changing what's going on in our heads. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so then I really began studying this and going, okay, what, what are, are truly successful, but not just the definition of I have a big bank account, because a lot of those people are miserable. Many of them are happy. Many of them are miserable. So it's just not a common denominator. So I said, that can't be the common denominator. Right. So go, if, if we redefine success and I go, okay, most people just want to be happy. What does happiness mean? Well, I discovered happiness really means a feeling of, of self-worth, which mm-hmm. was coming for, or is for many coming from other people. So self-love turns that around. So now it comes from inside. Right. So you don't rely on other people for your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one thing that people say, it drives me nuts. You have to learn how to charge what you're worth. You ever hear that? Yeah. And I know your age group is a little different, but, but people looking to start businesses and things like that, charge what you're worth. And that drives me nuts because you should never, ever, ever charge what you're worth. Because your worth is beyond anyone's imagination. Right. And your worth cannot be judged by what someone else is willing to pay you in this moment. What someone's willing to pay you is based on what the they believe... Not even that. The market, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, they, what they believe the value they will receive, but more than that, a part of it is they will pay what they think they're worth. Right. That's true. So if they have a low self-value, they're not going to pay you a lot because they're not worth it in their head. Right. So we need to build up our own self-worth. And when I started doing that, the results started to change. You got off this treadmill. The circle, like action back where we started, action back where we started. Uh And you just kept continuing and moving deeper because you are no longer relying on all these outside things to boost your own self-worth and self-happiness. So in a way, it's first redefining what success is. That's what led me to this understanding. That Uh it's not even that goal you want. I want to do this in my life. I want to leave this behind it, it's a feeling of self-love. Well, uh, you know, even when you have a goal, if you're not happy all along the journey towards your goal, yes, then that's, that's pointless. Yes. Because the joy is really in the journey. Yeah. Right? And you don't going to have joy in the journey unless you love yourself and feel really good about yourself because you're not going to be at that point yet. And then right? are creating your actions based on that. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell people, it's, doesn't even matter what you want. You saw, you have to define what you want so, so that you can get to why you want it. But it doesn't matter what you want. It only matters why you want it. And if you follow that journey with why you want it, then that journey, honestly, whether you reach your goal or not, now I try and get people to their goal. That's fine. But the truth is, the real truth is we never get to the full goal. But, and right. once you get there, it changes. Right. You if, have another goal. Yeah, so that's if, what life is. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're not enjoying it all along the way, 
and you're only enjoying it at these little, oh, success. Well, now I have to create something new. Right. Then, you know, you have these three-minute seg- segments every, you know, every month or year or two years, depending on how long it takes you to achieve what you want, that you enjoy it, and then, boom, you're on to the next one. Right. And then you're at the end of your life looking back, and what, 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 all those years <laughs> Yeah. So it starts off with what is happiness? Mm-hmm. So, or, or, or what is success? And, and in my world, it's a feeling of self-love and self-worth that I, I don't need to get that from the outside. Right. And therefore I can enjoy every moment. It doesn't mean there's no sadness, but that sadness and pain doesn't destroy you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second pillar is gratitude. If, you're not thankful for what's in your life. You cannot live a happy life. Mm-hmm. You have to look at that. And, you know, I talk about one of the things I mentioned is habits. And our life is based on the habits that we have. If you have bad habits, bad life. Good habits, good life. And mm-hmm. most of us don't even think we have habits. Right. So, honestly, I work with people sometimes. I say, okay, for the next week, write down everything you do every day. And from the minute you wake up, I wake up, I brush my teeth. I I make my coffee or have breakfast or meditate or whatever it is. You have to write down. You have to know what you are doing. And I used to have this really bad habit where at the end of the day, when I was brushing my teeth, looking in front of the mirror, I would review the day and think of all the stuff that went wrong, either went wrong Mm -hmm. or I wanted to do it, but I didn't do it because I was procrastinating or whatever I was doing. And I I would spend that time beating myself up. Mm -hmm. And then I go to sleep after this fist fight inside my head with myself all bruised. I go to sleep and I'd wake up and that's the mindset I'd have. Yeah, that's not fun. So I've changed that habit. I review the day and look at all the good things that happened. Now, it doesn't mean bad things didn't happen. Of course, when I was reviewing all the bad things, it didn't mean good things didn't happen. Every day is a mixture of things that went great and things that didn't go as well as you wanted right. them to for, for every human being on the planet. So now I just choose what I'm going to review, and I review the good things. I have gratitude for them. Then I go to sleep with all that good Feeling stuff. Good. Uh-huh. Then I wake up, and there's a boost of energy because – it multiplies day by day. Mm-hmm. The first day, yeah, you see down here, but over the days, it multiplies. You have to have gratitude in some way. There are many different gratitude practices, mm-hmm. but in some way, you have to have gratitude as a part of your life if you are to live a joyous life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third pillar is forgiveness. We beat ourselves up for things that happened 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. we've been playing this story. I'm sure you've worked with people that are playing oh, the story yeah. in their head about something that happened so long ago. Right. Either someone else did something to them, they did something to, some, to someone else, or you know, they're just dreaming. My life would be different if X happened, if they did something different. And then they can't live your life now. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to rewrite their old life. You mm-hmm. can't rewrite your life. It is what it is. But you can practice forgiveness so you don't have to deal with the pain of the past. Right. And then you can start building a new foundation for your mm-hmm. life. Really important. Forgiveness for others and for yourself. For, for yourself is the hardest part for it most is. people. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, 
You're just living every day with pain from the past. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And it doesn't mean, see, people get confused with forgiveness because they think it means whatever happened was okay. No, that other person may have done something completely wrong. And you may have something, done something completely wrong that is not okay. And you get to accept it. That's right. The step one, we accept mm -hmm. it. And you get to forgive yourself. You're no longer that person. Right. That was a long time ago. You have an opportunity to learn and grow and be somebody different. And if you don't forgive yourself, you can't. So are you going to live with that? In which case you can't actually give back to humanity or mm -hmm. to yourself. Or can you practice, and it is a practice, doesn't happen day one, practice forgiveness so that you can start contributing in the way you want right. to forgiveness. You, you, want, you want to add and to learn, life. And learn, like you said, learn from it. Yes. Right? That's yeah. One, one of the biggest things I, 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 I teach people is all you need to do is change one word in a question that most people ask themselves almost every day, if not every day, certainly weekly. And that's why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. And if you change one word, if you change the two to a four, why did this happen for me? Mm -hmm. it, it lights up a different part of your brain. It activates a different part of your brain. But your brain will always look for an answer. So if, you, if you're looking for an answer for why did this happen to you, you will get it because you deserve it, because you're a mess, because you did this, because of karma for everything right. that's going on. And if you ask the question for why did this happen for me, your brain will also find an answer. And it will trigger a different part of your brain that activates learning, that activates mm -hmm. growth, so you can turn it into something positive. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Brain always finds an answer. Right. You just have to find the right question to ask. Uh -huh. You always get an answer for the questions that you ask. It's a part of how the subconscious mind works. Mm -hmm. And we go into that in, in the course, in, in Self-Love Revolution. Uh, we go into, into how we reprogram the subconscious mind. Because that's what really all this is based on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to, to, to finish, so the fourth pillar would be self-love itself or self-compassion or at least self-friendliness. Instead of beating yourself up every day, looking in the mirror and going, you look ugly, that new wrinkle, what are you doing there, the changes in hair color. I, I, used, to, I used to do that when my hair first started turning gray. Well, when it first started turning gray, I colored it so uh -huh. I didn't have to look at it. Yes. And the wrinkles, I, I just tried to run away from them. And now, you know, I look at the color, I look at the wrinkles, and I go, oh, well, I have to be honest. The first one is that reaction, like, oh, that's new. <laughs> right? If I'm honest, I have to be honest. That's still a part of it. Right. But then I pause and I go, oh, wait a minute. I can choose to have another conversation with, with myself. Mm -hmm. And then I look at that wrinkle and I simply go, welcome to the family. Right. And everything changes in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's funny. I talk to people, like, if we stub our toe, we start screaming. And we're pissed off at our toe or whoever left whatever they did on the floor. Right. But how often do you actually thank your toe for keeping you upright, right. for helping you walk? Uh -huh. We don't have that as a practice. We only get pissed off at ourselves when things are bad. Mm -hmm. So this whole self-love revolution is, is about being kind to yourself. Not just when things are bad. It's not just correcting things when things are askew, but going, hey, hey, Jonathan, 
hey, Jonathan's big toe. Thank you. <laughs> You're there. You supported me. Right. We only complain about our, we only talk about our neck when it hurts. Uh-huh. Hey, neck, you're not hurting today. Thank you. Thanks for holding my head up. <laughs> Thanks for holding my head. Thanks for the ability to turn right and left right. and to be here. Uh-huh. And if we can do those four things, acceptance, gratitude, forgiveness, self-love, self-compassion, your life's going to be different. Mm-hmm. There, now, there are other tools which will help you with that. And, you know, if you want to take the course, it's there. We talk about the inner critics, um, the 13 inner critics that we have. We talk about the inner guides. It's like a personal army inside of us that that is fighting for our success each and every day. Mm-hmm. We can have that as a part of our life. And, and there are other things we can do, how to master our money mindset, because we have a money inner critic too, which is so powerful. And people don't understand their relationship with money. You have to transform your relationship with money. Right. If, if you want, if you don't want it, that's fine. But I find that that's a struggling area for some people. Mm-hmm. And and of course, for some people, it's like, no, no, I don't want enough money. That there's this idea that money is evil. Uh-huh. Well, the truth is, money does make life easier. It, it, it doesn't mean if you have a lot, you are, you are destined to be happy, right? We spoke about that before. Right. Uh, but if you have self-love as a base, it can make it easier. It's easier to pay rent when you have money. Right. It's, it's easier, easier to help other people. It's easier to eat. It's easier to help other people, mm-hmm. right? You see all these charities and go, oh, I wish I could contribute to that and contribute to that. If you, if you change your relationship with money and your money mindset, you can. You can give to all of them because you know, when people talk about people with money, they, they talk about filthy rich, but no one ever talks about the beautifully rich. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of beautiful things that are created by people with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So we have to begin to change our, our lexicon around right. how we view it. So that, that's all a part of changing uh, really our relationship with ourselves, our subconscious beliefs, and, and how we interact with the world. Mm-hmm. And with with regard to the money, I think that the difference in people and how they deal with money has a lot to do with what we just talked about before. If we're looking for um, that love from the outside, then those are going to be the people who just go out and buy lavish things for themselves and never really find happiness. Um, But if money is just a tool for us to use when we're already feeling great about ourselves, then that money can be used to better the world and help other people. Right. And, and also do the things that we've always wanted to do that we're passionate about, but yes. we couldn't do it because it involves everything involves money. Yeah. Right? Everything does, it's just, <laughs> but it's just an energy. It's just a part of life. So people right. go, well, everything involves money and money's bad. So that means everything's bad. No right. money's, you could say it's just paper, but it's not even paper anymore. It's just a bunch of zeros and ones on a computer somewhere. Right. It's really kind of meaningless when you think about it, and our lives are wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you said, we can change the questions we're asking. Do I spend my money on how do I impress people so that they look at me a certain way and go, mm-hmm. oh, that person is, is here. I, I should I should you know, either honor or fear or have some sort of a different relationship. I need to look up to that person. Or do you simply say, how can I use this to to make 
life easier and better for myself and life easier and better for other people and maybe both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Right, because following your passion, you're helping most, when most people are following their passion, they're helping other people in some way. They're bringing their gift into the world. Yes. So if it helps you to do that, then that's great. If they really follow their passion, that is usually a part of it because giving is what fills us up. Mm -hmm. It's really true. Um, And sometimes people go there first and you can, and you can get rewards from that. Uh, But if you can fill yourself up, you, you give in a different way. It's like even people that contribute to some of these, these events, they're doing it so they're seen by others. Like I'm going to make a huge contribution and then I want, I want my name on the door. Right. Versus just giving a contribution and you know that you're helping right. thousands and millions of, of people. It, it affects you a different, a different way. Mm-hmm. If you live your life always looking for accolades of others, it can just be easily taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, there's another thing I talk about. We were, we were conditioned from a very young age. It's how our school system is set up. And I'm not against school. I'm the son of two teachers. I, I firmly believe in, in education. And I don't believe anyone's intentionally trying to hurt us, uh, at least the teachers. There, there is a system that has been set up, which was set up to keep us in a particular place. And it's the lesson of if you work hard, then one day you will be successful. And if you are successful long enough, then one day you will be happy. Right. And of course, many of us have done that and we worked hard and some never got that other definition of success, whatever that means, right? For a lot, climbing that ladder. Uh But then many people get it. Many of us go, okay, I climbed the ladder. I'm here in success. I'm making my six figures or seven figures or whatever it, it was supposed to be to make you happy and you go, okay, I'm there. I've done this for my 20, 30 years. And now I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the midlife crisis really was. Right. It was, I don't believe it was spoken about in that way, but I believe that's what it was. I worked hard. I got successful, but I'm not happy. And that was a part of the equation they taught mm-hmm. me. So self-love revolution flips that equation around. It goes, be happy. Well, what's happy? happiness, what we spoke about before, a feeling of worth, a feeling of self-love, or just a feeling of love, mm-hmm. really. And now we're talking about how does that come from yourself? Be happy. When you're happy, you now are successful because that's all you wanted in the first place. Right. And when you're successful, it is now easy to do this work, to contribute. Work is no longer the grind because you're successful. Right. You just go out and do, and do more. And it's fun, and it's fulfilling, and it's uplifting. And there's so much happiness for other people that you're helping, and there's happiness for you. And it's, it's just and a different life. you're living the passionate life. You're living the passionate life. Yes, yes. So, Jonathan, how can people find out about this wonderful program, course? Movement. 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 Join the movement. Sign up for the movement. Go to www selfloverevolution.com. So all you really need to know is selfloverevolution. Put the three W's in front, put the .com at the end. There's a button. It says join the revolution. Sign up. 
I'll be sharing with you. Do the course if you want. If you don't, that's fine too. Just join the movement, start practicing. I'll be sharing with you. Ask questions so we can all learn, grow, and share together. This is not about me with a microphone barking out to others, you know, looking for a tribe and a following. There's a lot of talk of tribe building and building followers. No, this is us growing together. I want a tribe mm -hmm. of, of us, not a tribe following one person, right. but let's create a tribe of all of us together, creating, creating a movement of let's be happy so that we are successful so that we can contribute and create a, a beautiful world around us. And that's what we need right now. Yes. So selfloverevolution.com. And I will post it on my web post about this show later tonight. So people will they can yes. click on it. Imagine if everyone in Washington, D.C. practiced self-love. We would have a whole oh. different world right now. Exactly. Um, and even how we, right, there, there is, you know, you want to have those political conversations, have them from a place of self-love. Mm -hmm. You will have a different conversation. It doesn't mean you have to agree with every other person. You won't feel so beat up inside at the end of the day right. after you have a simple conversation. Right? Your Facebook feed begins to take on a different meeting. Great. Thank you so much. You are welcome. And Thank I'm, you. I'm interested in checking this out, and I would love to have you come back in the future. And would talk love to. About how this revolution is going. Would love to. I'd All be right. honored. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, stick around. We have more to come. Don't go anywhere.
on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaricarpel.com. And that is just great. It fits in so well with um, what I talk about every week, and I'm going to check out this course. I'm really interested. I think we really do need a self-love revolution. And it kind of fits with the topic that I'm going to talk about um, right now. So before I get to that topic, just to fill you in on some news, um, let's see, what's new? Uh, we've been back from Colorado for over a week, and um, up there we did a great we had a, a book signing at um, Good Karma Cafe, and that was wonderful. Getting to do some more um, book events in the Austin area, and um, I will be posting those on my website as they come up. So if you just check out my website, you'll know when I have a book signing coming up in your area, and and. Um, I'm also starting to do some some talks. Um, so if you have a group that you would like me to speak with about any of the topics in the book or any other topic uh, that I've spoken about on this program, if you'd like me to speak with your group, feel free to get in touch with me through my website or send me an email to drmaricartel.com. And um, something else I was going to mention about that. Um, okay, oh, yes. Here's the other thing. If you sign up for my newsletter, get get on my mailing list, just on my website, drmaricartel.com, you should get a pop-up window that asks, if you want to download a chapter, a free chapter from my book and a uh, meditation, um, guided meditation. Now, even if you're not interested in reading the free chapter or getting the guided meditation, um, just put your email address in there. Um, if you have, if that pop-up doesn't come up, then go to the page on my website called Free Gifts. And again, you'll be asked if you want to download a free chapter from my book and get a guided meditation. Um, again, if you even if you're not interested in reading the free chapter or you're not interested in listening to the guided meditation, which you know I think you might enjoy, um, that's okay. Just put in your email address and you will be on my mailing list. So if you're on my mailing list, not only will you get um, you know, freebies and discount codes uh, for things that you might not otherwise um, get discounts for. And, but you will also find out everything that's coming up in terms of book signings and 
um, anything else of interest and when the course will be available for you to sign up for. Um, again, if you're on my mailing list, then you'll get discount codes for that. And the course will be launching in, in um, toward the end of January, third week of January, but um, there will be a pre-launch um, in the middle of this month where you can sign up at half price and you can be part of co-creating the course, talk, letting me know what areas you'd like me to focus on. Um, but it, it does follow the book. It goes deeper into the book. So it's better if you've read the book um, before you take the course or give me um, ideas about what you'd like me to focus on in the course. And, and it'll be half price. And, they'll, and if you don't sign up for the half price pre-launch, then... Um, on my mailing list will be a discount code that you still can get a discount when you sign up in January um, or whenever. It launches in January and you can sign up anytime. So sign up for my mailing list and I will be um, a lot more consistent now that things are really moving at a quicker pace. I will be more consistent about writing um, newsletters so that you know what can and Again, go to my website or follow me on Facebook and you'll find out when things are coming up as well. Okay. So that's that. I have another newsletter on the way this week. So if you're on my mailing list or if you sign up, be prepared for another newsletter this week. Okay. Um, also, we did videotape this interview with Jonathan and it's always a lot of fun watching the interview, so um, stay tuned because that will be posted on my website as soon as Art gets to edit it and upload it, so that'll be pretty soon. All right, so what I wanted to talk about is um, staying in balance at such an off-kilter time in this world, and I think you know, every week we learn about something else that's happened last week. We were um, talking about our grief over the shooting in a synagogue, and this week we're holding our our um, people who were shot in a yoga studio of all places. Uh, you know, it's just we feel like things are kind of off kilter, the places that we go to find refuge or peace um, are not always places of refuge and peace. And so how do we um, stay balanced? How do we find that feeling of peace when there's so much going on around us? And I think what Jonathan spoke about was a really, really important piece of this, and that is that we have to find that peace within ourselves and we have to find that love within ourselves um, and I think that when we can feel that peace and love within ourselves then um, even when things are out of balance around us we can still stay in balance within us within ourselves and that doesn't mean that we don't go around and we don't make sure that we're in a safe place and we don't we're not aware of our surroundings. That's an important part of, of the picture is that we do 
we are mindful not just within ourselves but outside ourselves. But finding that peace within ourselves is really important. And, you know, as I spoke about last week, um, generosity and kindness um, toward other people will help us to ourselves to feel good, but will also create the kind of world where things are more peaceful around us, that we actually have the power of one person, just our own self. We have the power to um, have an effect on many, many people just by being kind and generous of spirit. Um, when we do that, we that kindness affects people around us and then they're kind to people around them and so on and so forth. It's a ripple effect. And so we can create a more balanced uh, world um, with our own generousness and kindness. And, um, and that comes, as Jonathan pointed out, from a feeling of peace and love within ourselves that that when we have love within ourselves we're more willing we're more willing to be generous to other people and more able to be kind to other people um, so you know one of the chapters in my book is chapter six the 12 pauses to get back on track. And I think I wrote this as it was about getting back on track towards following our passion and following our dreams when life gets in the way. But I think that these um, 12 pauses also help us to find balance when the world is feels out of kilter. I mean, that's really what sort of knocks us off track in following our dreams is that we feel like life gets in the way or we feel like things are kind of out of whack around us. And so it's really hard for us to focus on what we want and what we love. So we have to find a way to rebalance ourselves. And so, the you know, I, I ordered these in no particular um, order of importance. Um, and number one is to relax. And I think that relaxation um, is important for us to be able to find that feeling of peace, find that center, um, to be able to have a different perspective and really think things through before we act. And um, when we act in fear and anxiety, it only leads to more negativity around us. We have to find that feeling of peace within ourselves and to calm our fears in order to be able to uh, make our way through the world in a more balanced way. And so relaxation is really important. So as, as Jonathan, again, as Jonathan said, having, um, uh, you know, ha certain habits, um, hurt us and certain habits help us. So if we have a habit of taking three breaths in the morning and just focusing on our heart, or we have a habit of, uh, you know, a longer 
practice of meditation where we spend anywhere from 5 to 35, 45 minutes focusing on our breath, focusing on a word, or listening to relaxing music as we breathe, um, then that will help to relax us and help us to find that place of peace and balance. Um, So, and yoga. You know, if we have a practice of yoga or some other exercise that helps us to feel calm and peaceful, then that will help us to feel balanced and to be able to make our way in the world with a, you know, a different perspective. Um, Things seem out of kilter, but there are also a lot of positive, balanced things in the world. It's it's not all negative or positive. So being able to relax helps us to see that. Um, again, this number two, and this is pretty much what I just spoke about at the end, is get moving. So if we have a practice of exercise, whether it's walking or yoga or dancing or going to the gym, um, using weights, running, any um exercise practice um, will help us to be able to calm down because if we have a lot of anxiety, we have a lot of fear, then exercising um, helps us to actually use up the adrenaline that has been pumping through our system related to the fight or flight reaction. So if we're feeling fearful and anxious because of things that we hear on the news, then we're actually um, in a fight-or-flight mode where we're producing adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol. And a way of preventing that is by doing a relaxation technique. But once it's already vain, then the way to actually burn off those stress hormones is to actually exercise. So we need to have a practice of exercise to work out the the the, the effects of the anxiety and the fear. And then socializing, finding people to talk to. When we sit by ourselves, you know, having time to meditate by ourselves is very important, but we need to have balance if we want to feel balanced. And having people who are like-minded, who who can relate to how we're feeling, um, having those people to talk to, not just on social media and on the computer, but actually in person, or if we can't get to see them in person, then speaking with them on the telephone, hearing a voice is really important to help us to stay in balance. Um, Human beings are social creatures, and um, we really do need to connect with other people. But it's important to connect with people who um, will help us to feel to ha- are in that like-minded state of mind where they also want to feel good rather than people who are going to create more fear in you. Um, sometimes when we're in that state of mind, we do have to kind of pick and choose who we speak to. We know that if we speak to a certain, some people, we're going to feel more fearful by the time we get off the phone with them or the to- by the time we finish with our time together with them. So we don't want to necessarily increase time with those people, but it would be 
better for us to find people, communities even, where people are sharing good, happy stories and and are supportive and loving and um, want to feel good and want to support each other. And then spending time in nature um, helps to put us in balance. It helps to um, give us a different perspective. You know, when I was in Colorado last week and I, you know, um, was listening to the news, which, you know, there were a lot of, that didn't stop just because I was away. A lot of um, things happening in the news that were out of balance and off kilter. Um, there were stresses going on, you know, just in life and dealing with um, just being, a, you know, a long-distance caregiver while I was away. Thankfully, you know, my mom fell, but thankfully she didn't hurt herself um, too badly. But all of that was still there, even though I was in Colorado and away from home and supposedly on vacation. But once I got outside and went for hikes and looked out at the mountains, everything changed. It put things into perspective to look at that beautiful nature and look at the the enormity of the Rocky Mountains and um, going out anywhere in nature helps us to have a different perspective. And our problems seem minute con- compared to the beauty around us. And there's an actual physical reaction um, to being in nature. We calm down when we're around trees and grass. Um, If we put our bare feet on the grass, then it actually um, changes our vibration. So, you know, walking barefoot in the grass, walking in the park. Um, There have even been studies where people were in the hospital recovering from an illness Um, when they looked out the window at nature or looked at pictures of nature scenes, they actually healed faster. So even if you can't get out in nature, you can still look at nature and it will have an effect. Or you can bring nature inside to you and have plants in your house or pets. Um, Having a cat or dog is is very close to being out in nature. Um, so that's, that's a way of bringing us into balance. And laughter. Laughter is really important. I find that at the end of the day, I need to listen to something funny and laugh. Um, it could be something related to the stress of what's going on in the world, finding somebody who makes fun of it, um, or read, watch a funny movie, Or we can even think about the stresses that happen during the day and sort of blow them out of proportion to the point where we are laughing at them, and it takes away the stress. It has so many positive effects in in terms of changing our perspective. So when we laugh, we immediately change our um, chemical balance. So laughter increases the endorphins, those feel-good chemicals, the happy chemicals that are also pain-relieving brain chemicals. Um, Laughter 
if we belly laugh for uh, an extended period of time, it actually has the effect of the aerobic exercise, so it balances out um, the the chemicals in our body as if we had just um, took a long, strenuous walk. And it changes the way that we view the situations around us, that we actually get that bigger perspective when we can laugh and can laugh at ourselves and mistakes that we make, it changes our perspective and it helps us to forgive ourselves. As Jonathan talked about self-forgiveness, if we can laugh at ourselves. And again, I'm repeating what Jonathan said because number six is having an attitude of gratitude. If we can be grateful for what we have, it helps to put things into perspective and balance when there are things that are off kilter and out of balance. So even when things are not the way they want, we would like them to be, if we really look at our own lives, there are many things that we still have that we can be grateful for. And if we can focus our attention on what we're grateful for, then we can feel more in balance and we will have more and more things to be grateful for because what we focus on really grows. And that goes along with the next tip, which is becoming a glass half full person. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, uh, is the glass half full or half empty and how you look at whether the the glass is half full or half empty determines whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. Um, But the truth is that the glass, uh, a half-filled glass is both half full and half empty at the same time. And we have a choice. We could focus on the empty part of the glass or we could focus on the full part of the glass. Those are are truthful, honest ways of seeing the world and what's happening around us. And that doesn't mean that we don't pay attention to the things that are upsetting and the things that we want to make a change in. But we need to balance it with positive things, that there are positive things that have occurred each day that we can be thankful for, we could feel good about, and that will help to put us into balance. Things won't seem so off kilter if we can look at what is really positive. And, you know, a a big theme of this show and what I've written about in this book is that when we are focused on following our passion, then we always have things that we can feel positive about. Just getting up in the morning and, and making, taking one step toward our, um, our dream, fulfilling our dream, or, or doing one thing that helps somebody else that will help to put us into balance. That's something to be grateful for, and that's something that helps us to see the glass is half full and things don't feel so off-kilter at that point. And finding meaning 
in our lives is number eight. So finding meaning even in the darkest of times, finding meaning by helping other people or becoming part of the solution, um, by getting involved politically to help to bring things to a better place and to be more on balance. When we're involved in taking action that's positive, we feel more balanced. We feel more peaceful. Feeling of helplessness that that makes us feel off kilter when things around us appear to be off kilter. But if we do something to be part of the solution, if we are the change that we want to see in the world by being kind, by being generous, by voting Tuesday is election day. If you haven't voted that early, then you need to get out and vote on election day. Um, because that has meaning, and that helps. That's part of the solution, and that helps us to feel more in balance. And you know, the more and more people that do that, and the more people that we can encourage to take those sort of steps, the more likely that we will see things balance out in the world much more quickly. And number nine is challenging irrational beliefs. So we feel out of balance because we blow things out of proportion and we become irrational and we think that um, one small, you know, there are things that are pretty bad out there that are happening, but not everything is as bad as we um, create in our own mind. And if we can really look at things in a more rational way and challenge some of our irrational beliefs and irrational fears, then we can feel more balanced. Um, So, for example, you know, people might be fearful of even leaving the house right now when they hear the news. But we really have to ask ourselves statistically, what are the chances of something as bad as we hear on the news happening? Even though it seems to be happening more and more, it is happening more and more, the chances are still relatively low that something like that will happen to us. So we we can't live our lives in fear. We have to be able to see that the chances of um, things being fine when we leave the house are pretty high. And staying home and and making our world smaller and smaller leads to many more problems for us. Depression, anxiety, isolation, um, lack of health. So um, being more rational is really important. And being able to challenge some of our irrational beliefs is part of staying in balance. And then it's really important not to run from the pain. We're going to feel pain. We're going to feel sadness. That's okay. That's part of being human. When we hear about things on the news where people are suffering, it's okay. If we try to run from it, then it just comes back to bite us later. So we we need to 
allow the feelings to be there, allow them to move through us, and know that feelings are temporary when we do that. They don't stick around if we just let things move through us. So I'm going to stop. Those are 10 of the 12 um, causes to get back on track um, in the in my book, and those are 10 tips for getting back in balance when the world seems off kilter. So I'm going to stop there, and I'm sure I'll be picking up that discussion on a later program. It seems to be a really important one to uh, repeat. And um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Gail Best will be here um, speaking to us from Houston about her music, and um, I think we're going to play one of her songs right now, so don't go anywhere. Welcome, Gail. 
Hi, Mara. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm great. And thank you so much for being on the program. I just want to let you know when we speak like this, there's a slight delay. So it just helps that you know that. Um, It was very nice to meet you last week. And I'm so glad that you are on the program this evening. Oh, well, thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here. And I, I wanted to tell you, I've been reading your book, and, and it is wonderful. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. I'm really, really enjoying it. I, I uh, really appreciate that. <laughs> well, thank you. So, I was a little distracted there. My dogs are in here growling, so I was having to move my dog. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Gail, before we talk about your history and music, we were just playing one of your songs. So I, I want to make sure we get to talk about that. Can you talk about that song? Oh, that song. Um, I like the story for that song. I have a pink stripe in my hair or have had a pink stripe in my hair for about three years. I just recently changed it to blue and purple. But I had a pink stripe in my hair, and I had so many women my age or even older come up and tell me how much they liked it, and they wished they could do, they had the guts to do that. And then we get to talking about our generation, you know, we were the 60s troublemakers, the changers, you know, and now uh-huh. we're now we look like grandparents, <laughs> you know, we just look like <laughs> grandparents. And um. Anyway, I wrote that song to, you know, say we're still here. You know, mm-hmm. we may look like grandparents now, but that, you know, that rebellious person that was in me when I was young is still here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. I that, that's got that the story behind that, that show. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly a lot of people that are still here. <laughs> yes. And that's... Uh, <laughs> The the one of my younger friends was listening to this song and she asked me, she goes, What is the age of Aquarius? <laughs> I was like, Oh, yeah. Um I am I am getting older. Uh-huh. So and well, uh, I Well, go on. Go ahead. Well I was, I was gonna, gonna say, Yeah, that's you. the title song for my album. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was going to ask you, what is, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about your musical history, because I know you, you really interesting. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't do it the way most people do it. I um, got married young and had a family, and I didn't start singing in front of people for money <laughs> professionally until I had raised my family. So I was in my mid forties before I stepped on a stage, and mm-hmm. uh, I I um, I wanted to sing. I, I my uh, ex husband left me, and I was had to rebuild my life. And I thought, well, if I'm going to have to rebuild it, I'm going to rebuild it doing what I love, and that's music. And I wanted to sing, and so the only way I could figure out how to do it. Was I I uh, refinanced the house, got money out, and started a karaoke business. And I had a day job, and I I, I DJed karaoke at night just so I could sing. And then eventually, 
places started asking me, hiring me to come sing, just sing, not do karaoke anymore. And then uh, I eventually pulled my guitar out and retaught myself how to play it and, you know, then dropped the karaoke tracks and started singing, playing the guitar for myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you really found your um, passion. Yes. Yes, I did. It it was a hard time in my life, but I was trying to, my focus on allowing it to, to work my way through the change and grow into a, grow into more of my authentic self and grow into being, you know, a happier and, and by following what my heart told me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that's how I started following music, following that track. And then about two years ago, I met a producer and uh, we started, I, my lifelong dream finally came through. True. Thank you, Bill Bailey. <laughs> that's my other half. Uh, uh-huh. He he worked with me, and my and I found this producer, and he started helping me get the music put together. And I have to thank Ben Jared. He 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 did all the arrangements and did amazing guitar on all my songs. He he's, uh-huh. he's a phenomenal musician. I worked with a lot of great musicians um, on the album, and it took two years to complete. Uh, and I have a music video. It's out there. Um, it's on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. uh, called Take Me Back, which is a song okay. I wrote about wanting to go back and visit my grandmother, the place where I grew up. And um, that's what the that's the song that has a music video on YouTube. Okay. And the name of the album is We're Still Here? We're Still Here. Okay. And Yes. And is that available on online, or where can people get your album, your CD? Oh, it, it's everywhere. It's on iTunes, um, mm-hmm. CD Baby. Um, if you Google it, Gail Best, we're still here. You can find it. But it's also available on my website, which is gailbest.com. That's G-A-I-L-B-E-S-T.com. And uh-huh. uh, you can see my video on there. You can listen to my music. You can look at my calendar and see where I'm going to be singing next. So where are you so singing that's the these easiest days? One. Where are you singing these um, days? Is it mostly in the Houston area? Yeah, it's mostly in the Sugarland area. Um, uh-huh. I I'm going to be next Sunday afternoon. It's Veterans Day. And I'm going to be singing at Wildcatter Saloon. They're doing a big salute to the veterans because I do a lot of work, mental health. And Uh they're going to be supporting the veterans and bringing awareness to PTSD. Great. I'll be out there in Katy. That's in Katy at 2 o'clock. And then um, I'm having a CD release party on the 15th. And unfortunately, I haven't nailed down exactly where I'm going to have it, so I can't say where it is, but it it will be up on my calendar once it's finalized. And December 1st, I'll be at Off the Vine Bistro in Missouri City. Okay. And And then after that, Christmas kicks off, and I'll, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. All of these are on your calendar on your website? Yes, they are. Okay, you can go great. to my calendar. Great. Well, we're going to play, and you sent another song, The Girl Can Sing. We're going to play that. Um, before we do, can you tell us about it? Oh, that song I wrote five years ago. I was in New Orleans with two of my friends, and uh, I love the street musicians. I, I, I just, I, that's what I aspired to be when I grew up. Other people wanted to go to college. I wanted to be a street musician. <laughs> but my friends, we were down there, and one of them was a photographer, and one of them uh, was into shopping. And I, they'd just sit me down on the curb in front of some musicians, and they'd go do their thing. It was kind of like adult daycare. They'd just leave me there and they'd come <laughs> back for me. And then we'd go, <laughs> go to the next musician. And I, there was one woman I listened to for a long time, and she, her voice just it filled the air, which is the line in the song. It, 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 was, it was all you experienced it. Her voice was so amazing. And you, you could you could kind of tell by looking at her, she'd had kind of a hard life. But, boy, she had one heck of a voice. And uh, I wrote that song in my head while I was sitting there kind of listening to her. And I didn't actually uh-huh. try to put it down on paper or make it real, put actual music to it, until we started recording the album. I remembered mm-hmm. thinking that song through in my head. And so that's when I pulled the guitar out and actually started composing and putting it together. But okay. that song's about her. Okay. Well, that song was originally. Okay, go ahead. No, no, go on. Originally. I was going to say that was originally going to be the title of my album, my CD, mm. was The Girl Can Sing. Mm-hmm. But uh, right before we printed it, we changed it to uh, We're Still Here. Mm-hmm. To, you know, because um, that's my message. We're still here. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to play a little of that song, The Girl Can Sing. Um, stick around. Stick on the, li- on the line. We'll talk for a little bit more before we go, okay?
girl can sing. I really like your style. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I work with you some did. amazing musicians. They helped yeah. flush that out and make it real. <laughs> that was great. So, um, so the, Gail, the best place for people to find out about your music, to um, buy your CD, to find out where you're playing, is that your website? Is that correct? Yes. yes. Gailbest.com. All right, and I will post a link to that on the web post about this program. So later on tonight, people can go to my website and they can just click on the link and it'll take them right to your website. So, Oh, thank um, you. That would yeah. be wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on the program this evening and, and um, playing some of your music here. And, cool. Thank you, you for know, having me. Yeah, and I wish you the best. Let's stay in touch. Okay. Thank you. I enjoyed meeting you last week, and I've been yeah. I'm enjoying your book. So. Yes. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Okay. Great. Have a good evening. All right. All right. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. All right. So I'm just going to fill you all in on what's happening next week before Art knocks us off the air. Um, Next Sunday, November 11th, Veterans Day, we will be here. We're having a show, and we have another great show in store for you. And we'll be joined by Julie Sager-Nirenberg, a freelance writer and editor, lifelong educator and artist, and the end of life, a collection of 54 perspectives on death and dying. And writing and publishing in this heart-led direction, Julie hopes to contribute to a cultural shift in how we prepare ourselves and support others for the final chapter of life. And we will have more. We always have more. So um, tune in next Sunday or listen on podcasts. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show, get the website link that my guest spoke about, um, read my blog, find out about the book, my course, all of that. Go to my website, drmarikarpel.com, and also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Compass Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeBeer, Story House. And special thanks to my guests, Jonathan Troen, Gail Best, and of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone.
Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Thank you.